0: Thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people you're doing business with, and today we're joined by Techie Gurus, who are soon to be known as Your Cyber Team, and we're going to talk about cybersecurity. It's something everybody knows they need, but they really don't know how it works or uh, what they need exactly. So they're going to educate us more on that today and and what they offer. So first of all, Chris and Angie, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, thanks for having us. Yes.
0: So first of all, just kind of tell us, you know, what it's like for you to, you two to work together and what kind of led you to this point?
1: I'll take this, you want me to? <laughs>
2: uh, every day is an adventure, I would say, uh, working together. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely have to uh, have those boundaries of work and non-work. So it's, it's great working together because, you know, we can always bounce ideas off each other and talk business and it's great being in this together. And watching something that we're building together. Um, but it definitely uh it definitely can have its challenges at times, but boundaries. Definitely, you know, set those boundaries.
1: Which is why I go to the office every day and she and she stays <laughs> and I at work home from with home. dog. <laughs> <with their> dog. <laughs> I'm the techie person. Obviously, Angie Angie is more the financial person and we make obviously business decisions together. Um I run day-to-day operations with the company, so I, I lead the company and then Angie's there obviously as, as an owner and like I said, for financial decisions within the company, but yeah, everything, we talk about everything, sales, marketing, everything. So we're, we're always communicating and everything for that. So like Angie said, gotta have boundaries, um, keep business, business and then personal, personal. I, I don't want to say I started the company. is kind of like a joke, but it was, it, it wasn't really a joke per se, but like, I don't know. I had the name just picked out and it was just something I was working as a consultant for a couple of companies and I, I got an enterprise job as well. And it was just like, you know what, we can really provide value to small businesses and actually help them. And even, even some medium sized businesses, and really help them because we saw some of the things that were just happening. Like I saw people getting swindled, um, companies doing not really ethical and moral treatment of people. They were just ringing up bills. Um, and that was originally how we started. And then as we kind of moved along, it was more like, okay, how can we be pro- more proactive in providing IT services? So we moved into that model. And then about five years ago, it was really just, uh, we we're making a change into cybersecurity because we saw what was coming and all the investments we made in the company has been around cybersecurity and helping companies really make sure that be cyber resilient, make sure that one thing in their company doesn't end their business. So if somebody clicks on an email. Uh, it's phishing email it doesn't just end the business because of that and that's a real that's a real threat to small businesses most people can't absorb that kind of hit
0: yeah i mean it's scary stuff how you just like you say one click could change the entire path of a business and you had mentioned small businesses earlier you like working with small businesses and they always face a lot of challenges that is as it is anyway and i think it's getting even more challenging with hybrid workforce and all the new technologies and everything out there uh, what are you seeing on the small business side of that sort of services they need?
1: Oh man, the pandemic threw everybody into a into a react mode and not really think through the cybersecurity aspect of it. So when everybody had to go remote and they started that, we're we're we were able to we were already set up for it, but some of the customers we've taken on since then, we've had to really kind of go back with them and kind of say, hey, look, this is kind of a risky behavior that you're taking. to to be this remote workforce, you should probably make these changes. We're kind of just guiding people down the ability to make those changes and make their company more secure. Because This is a challenge, like especially if you're mostly a remote workforce, um, do you allow personal computers? Because if you do, you're putting your your business at risk because personal computers are, let's just say not safe for most people.
2: And I think one thing too, just to add to that, You know, with me working remote and having another job as well, too, when I travel for work, I was always so scared of being on airport airport Wi-Fi, hotel Wi-Fi, of, like, doing anything. And I'm like, Chris, I need you to, like, put me in, like, a box (laughs) like... I don't want to like do something wrong when I'm on like a public Wi-Fi and you know cause cause problems. So some of the tools that he was starting to look into and kind of test himself, he was able to put on my device, and I could really test it from that user perspective. So I think that's one of the differences with us because I, I'm not just an owner; I'm a user myself, <laughs> and you know getting it from that yeah. perspective and really being able to share that user perspective with him, like, hey, no, this, I'm having problems with this, or, hey, this is lagging there, you know, giving him that feedback that they may not see from, like, the tech side of it, so when the pandemic did happen, and we had clients calling and be like, we need to send people home, um, what do we do? Chris was like, oh, we've got tools, we've already been testing it, my wife's been using it, she travels, and she's had no problems, no, uh, Problems with uh, connection or anything like that. So it was really cool.
0: Do you find with the small businesses they're they're like I don't really care how it works, just fix it for me. I don't need to learn it. Just oh, make sure that their problems go.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and then and then some of it's like well the, the one thing I'll never hear is I don't care about the cost. That's 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 always going to be the case, right? But right. Yeah, they, they, like in some of those environments we go into, it's crazy. Like just the stuff that they got working, you're just like. Why did you make this decision? I'm like, oh, we just hired somebody. They, they, they did this for us. And I'm just like, trying not to have an aneurysm while I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, we got, oh, this is, this is not good guys. We got, we got to address this. And I, I think that's the important thing with strategy strategy is so important in everything we do. I mean, we're talking business, business, uh, right now, but if you're not making a strategy for like how you want your company to to operate and be resilient to like some level of cyber attack, then you're, you're doing it backwards. Throwing tools at a problem doesn't solve it. Strategy is where you really need to be. And that's, I think that's a really big thing that we focus on.
0: And also it's hard enough for people to wrap their head around IT and everything they need for that in general, but also like, who do they call, right? Like what, so what makes you stand out and makes you kind of different that uh, would attract people to you?
1: Yeah, I think, like I said, I think the way that we sell is different because we focus on the cyber risk first. Uh, before we even dive in anything, we don't even really talk tech really with the business owners or the decision makers. We want to figure out what the risk to the business is first, before we even dive in anything. So we'll we'll come in and we'll evaluate the business um, policies, procedures, things that they're doing today, the tools that they're using today, we'll evaluate them. We can test them. And then what we do is we bring that data back to them and show them um, where it failed and where it excelled. And we're open about that. And like I've told people, you know what, they're doing a good job. We're probably not, the, we're, we're probably not a good company to come in here and replace them because you're already, you already have somebody that's doing a good job. And I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to say that about anybody. Um, we want to bring the most value to our customer. So when we do that, we will actually pick and choose like what we can offer to them. And we won't offer everything to everybody. And I think that's a big differentiator. A lot of IT companies are going to come in and say, Oh, you just got to do this, 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 this this tool, do this, 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 and we'll, we'll cover, you no problem. And they don't actually look at the, the strategy behind it and
2: they don't know how to build the strategy.
1: Yeah. And then, we, and then if they do go with us, we'll develop a, a strategic roadmap for them to say, Hey, over the next, like, say like three years, year one, this is what we're going to accomplish. Um, and we're gonna break that down to, into like 90 day sprints, year two, year three, and really get them a more mature organization. So we're coming at it from that perspective, not necessarily just throw tools at the problem and then. We're part of a diverse couple of communities that where we can bring a lot of um, diversity of thought to the process where we are constantly communicating with other IT and cybersecurity providers from around the United States. And part of that's a mastermind. So I'm part of two masterminds with that. I talk to other IT and cybersecurity business owners and we come up with strategies that actually help all of us. So even though we're a small company, we don't think like that and we don't act like it.
0: And you know, in any business, not everybody's gonna do business with everybody. Not everybody's a perfect mm-hmm. fit to work with somebody. And you only have so much bandwidth with the size of your company as well. But yeah. what would you say would be the ideal sort of client that fits you?
1: I think I'd go with persona over vertical. We, we help manufacturing and, and financial services a lot more than anybody else. But the way the, the way the company operates and thinks is probably more important to me. Like, do you value technology? Do you value security? Do you even value the idea of understanding the risk to the company? And if you don't, I'll know in the first time we talk and I'll probably just end it right there because I'm not here to convince you that you need to do this, I'm here to guide you. And if we can't be a guide for you, then it's not worth going down that road. That's not to say that we won't talk to you again. We'll send you stuff and we'll, you know, we'll market like every business will, but um, I'm pretty quick about that now something I've learned over the years to so where you can kind of read somebody really quickly and say, are they a really good fit? Um, because so much in it and cyber is really the same between verticals, between companies. It's really the baseline. Isn't that different? It's when you start getting into the weeds of the business and how it operates. That's where you start making changes. That's where it's different.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's that type of business owner who understands they don't know everything about security or it, but they know they need help. And they want to do what's best for their clients. So unfortunately we have come across some people that they don't see the value in implementing the the cybersecurity strategies that Chris recommends and they're putting all of their clients at risk. And so they're not the right fit for us.
0: Yeah, nobody wants a situation where, oh boy, you're dreading that meeting or you see that phone call come in and you're dreading that. So yeah, it's got to be the right fit from a personal standpoint for sure. Geographically, what's the best fit for a customer? I know you're based in Southeast Michigan, but yeah. how far of a
2: range do you cover?
1: Uh, we're in eight or nine states right now. So okay. geographically speaking, nowadays.
2: We're coast you know, to coast.
1: It, you know, inside the United States, preferably. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, doing international is a little different. But right. Um, we, we do business with companies that have international, um, wings to their business. So they might be on, they might be a subsidiary and we talk to them. No problem. Uh, We don't do business directly with them, but no, um, I don't have a limit. Um, time zone maybe might be more of a concern for people than, than that. But like from a cybersecurity perspective, if we're doing strategy and things, there's no limit. If it was managed IT, it's a little different.
0: Do you need to do an on-site visit for if it's not a state client like that? Like one on-site visit to get them launched, or are you able to do everything you need to remotely?
1: We could pretty much do everything remote. With it, if it's if it's a large enough customer, we might go on-site because it might be more beneficial to them for speed. Uh, but traditionally, now as as long as there's some systems in place, we can we can do it anywhere without even going on-site. Okay. Um, there is value in going on site, though, if you have, if you want to talk about your physical security or like something like that so we can at least get a physical look at it, and we'd make that determination together. So,
0: so I alluded to it earlier there's a new branding name change uh, taking place yeah. right now going from the techie gurus to your yep. cyber team. So um, yeah. what's coming down the road here for you?
1: Yeah, uh, full sprint into cloud and cybersecurity. That's where the cyber part comes from. Um, we've been doing managed IT for a long time. And I think we bring more value from a cybersecurity perspective, like I said, with the strategy part, we, we just felt the branding needed, needed that refreshing and to really signify what we're trying to go for with, with customers and with helping people because we have a mission. We want to help more than a million people in the next five years to really just protect them. And that only way we can do that is helping businesses who then, you know, it filters down through their employees and the companies that they do business with and stuff like that. So, I want to keep people safe that's our mission so
0: a million people Angie you think you guys are up for that that's 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 an awesome goal <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're, we're totally up for it
0: <laughs> I love hearing success stories uh, I'm sure you've come into a situation yep. that was it, it's usually you get the calls probably when there's a problem um, and and you come yeah. in and try to fix it so yep. could you share one with us that uh, particularly uh, you really finally remember
1: uh, I'll give you I'll give you two. And I'll make it quick. Uh, one was a prospect we'd been talking to and they called us up one day and they're like, uh, we think something's going on with our email. like, okay. And we talked them through it. We did a little bit of instant response with them and somebody got access to their main administrators, uh, email and was sending out things to their customers, like fake invoices and things like that, trying to get it paid. And we were able to stop it and help them. Now we, we don't, we're not lawyers by any stretch of the imagination. So we always refer people to lawyers for this and we were able to work with them and their counsel and kind of debrief them on what happened. And they were able to like, kind of go back out to their customers. Luckily there's no loss there, which was really good. And they were, they were super happy about it. We responded within 15 minutes. And what's weird about it is I was one of the people that got the email with them trying to like swindle. So that's why we called them. We were like, hold on, something's going on here. So my team got involved and we called them. Uh, another one was somebody had their paychecks stolen and we went in there and looked at it and this is a wild one. The hackers got access to a salesperson's email, read their email, was in there for probably, it looked, I think it was like three or four days. Realized they were going on vacation, sent a crafted email to the HR director with a fake looking check. I mean, this, this, this looked like a real check. It was fake check. It was like, I just want my payroll changed. And the person just changed it. You looked at the address on the check. It was a liquor store. So they just picked an address of something near the person and it was in the same city that the person lived. And, uh, we came in there and we, they were able to get the money back luckily because they caught it quick enough. Uh, but you know, we had to come in there and help them lock that down. And then they made changes to their email system based on what, like what we recommended. Those are the most common right now. We're just email and text.
0: So. Yeah, these hackers get creative, huh? They'll do anything to, to fix their habit, whatever, whatever it takes. To get they will sit
1: there now and read and try to send emails like you. Oh my goodness! And in you know, invoice manipulation is a big deal right now. Pay, trying to steal payroll, trying to get people just to change their payroll is a big deal. Well, so, and now yeah. with
2: AI, um, yeah. before you could always find like the grammar errors and the misspellings and things you know, like that for phishing emails, but now with with AI, they're they're really They're getting sophisticated. So you have to be very, very vigilant.
1: And the branding's on point. They they don't, they they steal the branding. They put the branding on there. Um, They'll steal invoices, like I said, and they'll rebrand. They'll they'll change them. They'll change wire information on there. It's crazy.
0: And you know, I get all these emails. I get excited. ACH payment coming your way. Just click on this attachment. So maybe I should uh, not click on those, huh?
1: Yeah. And and if you do notice something, 72 hours is what the FBI says. If you can do it within 72 hours, a lot of times you get the money back into business. But that's all you have. Yeah, after that, it's probably gone.
0: Yep, and you know that's just time spent tracking something down when you could be working on your business that you should you know you shouldn't have to be doing that sort of stuff. So, well, if it's um, if it's big
1: enough, it could be catastrophic. That's absolutely, the, that's, the, that's the real problem.
0: Absolutely. So, are you seeing the financial th- those sorts of things going after invoices and trying to fake people and well, paying things? Is one of the main most things
1: most common attack we see is take over somebody's email and try to do some level of manipulation like that. Yeah, that's the most wow. common ransomware is fancy and, and, and fun and people love it because they see it and it's 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 catastrophic to most businesses at least small ones but that's not yeah. the most common that's yeah. that's like an after effect for a lot of these
0: yeah well you know my goal in this podcast was to shine a light on y'all and because again people know they need this they a lot of times don't know what to do or who to call so yeah uh, hopefully getting your name out there a little bit more what is the best way for people to reach you to kind of get a consultation started and get the process going
1: yeah. If you go to your cyber uh, you can actually just register right there for a strategy session with me. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn search for Chris Burns or Chris Emberns on LinkedIn. You can find me, and connect with me. I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. I think that's probably the best way for us, but um, no, we, we do a, we do a free 26 minute consultation. No, nope, No questions asked. You just come talk to it, talk to me. And we determine from there if there's a path forward and if there's not, Great. Yeah, but I'm going to give you value regardless. So, so he
2: us. will be asking questions in those 26 minutes, but. Oh yeah. yeah
1: I asked questions. <laughs> I ask I, I asked a lot of questions.
0: Yeah. Angie, do you have any kind of closing thoughts for us just on what you're seeing out there and, and whatnot?
2: Just be suspicious, be vigilant. And all it takes is just taking a pause. And if you see something suspicious coming from someone that you're like something just doesn't quite feel right, pick up the phone and call that person. Uh, don't go through email, um, pick up the phone or find a different mode of communicating with them, whether it's directly through LinkedIn, you know, slide into their DMs or, you know, Facebook Messenger or where whatever, but find a different way of communicating with them just to verify because it doesn't hurt to verify. So question, question a lot of things now and take the moment to verify. It'll save you a lot of time and stress in the long run.
0: Well, hey, thanks again so much, Chris and Angie, for joining us. Um, That's been another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast. Uh, All their contact information is on the screen here. Get a hold of the Techie Gurus, your cyber team, whatever you want to call them. Uh, They'll help you anyway, anyway uh, you need them. So, uh, again, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it.